0: The number one thing where employers will say they need, where this next generation is not equipped, is professionalism and work ethic. They don't know how to navigate how work gets done in corporate America. And that is, that's the biggest, biggest challenge. And, And the way to address that is start early. So unpaid internships, start getting comfortable, getting uncomfortable. Those are some things that you have to start figuring out because when you do have a real full-time job, if you don't know those, it's going to be really um, hard for you to be effective.
1: Welcome to the Community Conversation podcast presented by Community America Credit Union. We have a compelling and impactful story to tell, and our goal with these conversations will never be to sell you something. We would rather have an important discussion with our very talented employees, leaders, members, community partners, and experts from a variety of industries and causes to help educate and inform you. Stay tuned at the end of the podcast for some important disclosures. Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Community Conversation presented by Community America Credit Union. I am Justin Rickliffe's host today, friend and partner of Community America. And we had such a blast last time, and you nailed it, hit it out of the park, whatever analogy we want to use. <laughs> uh, Anita Newton, welcome back to the show.
0: Great to be here again.
1: It's awesome Thanks. to have you. Um, we had a blast chatting kind of through the, the youth and money and... Um, impl- all, all, our kids are perfectly financially healthy now. After our conversation, <laughs> weird. <laughs> You're so helpful. Uh, so Anita, today we're shifting gears a bit, and just by way of way of reintro, Anita is the chief innovation officer here at Community America, and super grateful for your time. So thanks again.
0: So good to be here. Uh,
1: so today's dialogue, we're going to continue the youth theme to a degree, the young adult theme, and, and this time, little different lens. We're we're going to talk more about the career path and the trajectory of a, a life well lived through work potentially. Um, so, for me, help me understand like why does a credit union, specifically Community America, care about youth and career? Uh, help help me understand why this topic is important to, to to the credit union.
0: Yeah, no, it's a great question, and it wasn't. We didn't start off by. Thinking about what does a student need to win in the world as it relates to their professional uh, you know endeavors but two things happen that really caused us to think differently first during our work in the lab we you know we we help students I think it's last I checked I think it was like 7,000 students we've talked to in terms of education high school and college and we always ask them a question at every Anytime we've done a game or a workshop or ask them something, we always ask them, what do they want to know more about? And typically we usually have some sort of a money topic. Usually it's investing. Um, but more often than not, it's about how do I get a job? How do I get a job? What is a good job? And so it started us on this path around, wow, where there's a lot of gaps. And when you think about it, you know, a a ten-year-old today will graduate from college and go after jobs that haven't even been invented yet. So, in, is that as with that as context? How do you help a student win in the world? And then the other thing, just that's the professional side. Personally, mm. I um, spent the last couple of years um, at KU. I'm on their board of advisors for the College of Liberal Arts, and we did a lot of work around career readiness, so how does a liberal arts major, if you're an anthropologist, <laughs> how can you graduate with meaningful work? Um, and still, because I think there's still a lot of benefits to that degree, but how do you make sure you translate that into something that's employable?
1: Yeah, that's good. That's helpful for, for me even in this dialogue because I'm, uh, it, it connects the dots to the mission, the financial peace of mind, because it's wonderful to know how to budget, how to save, how to <clears throat> execute a plan there has to be income, there has to be a career There has to be some method of earning to facilitate and, and drive these plans. So that's really helpful. Um, the first the first piece of this conversation, and again, getting in the mindset of a, of a young adult, who's thinking about a career, resume, it's kind of this like, scary, weird, time of life where you're like, oh man, I, what what is that? How do I do that? What is it? What needs to be on it? I've never done anything important or I've done a ton of this stuff. Do I need to intern, right? So uh, the building your resume bucket, where do you start when you start to, to have conversations with students there?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great question. And I think we worked, we start by working backwards. So one of the things that we asked we, we, we asked employers. So we went out and there's a wonderful survey by the Na- National Association of College Employers. It's over 3,000 employers of every kind of profession, profit, nonprofit. And we asked them, for students graduating from college, what is the number one attribute they are looking for? So I guess I'll mm. ask you, mm. oh, as you think about as an employer, what are they looking for, is it? The college or you know some of the traditional things that you would think about what would you think Justin that they would be looking for
1: on a resume specifically
0: yeah or just as they're as they're looking to evaluate Mm. a candidate Mm. graduating from college
1: geez that's a good question um we've got our oldest is going to college I'm thinking about her a little bit and I'm thinking about the hiring side of our own business um I'd imagine the the most common would either be Degree, GPA, or school, like yeah. actual university.
0: Yeah, and I think that is really the most common. Those are the, the three most common answers. And I think at least not to date myself, but at least when I graduated from college, that's what you really needed. Unfortunately, none of those are correct. Really? <laughs> they're, they huh. hit the top 10, but they're not the number one. And huh. it really is instructive. So the number one thing a employer is looking for when they're evaluating whether or not they um, hire a, a a college graduate is do they have an internship within their organization that is the number mm-hmm. one thing mm-hmm. and then number two is any kind of internship in the in in the industry then major then leadership and then any kind of work experience you work <laughs> at chipotle we yeah, will take it right. so i think it really is instructive when you think about, even if you're 15 or 25, getting ready to graduate high school or college, having real work experience, and we're gonna talk more about how we broaden the definition of work experience, mm. is it is all things being equal, the job goes to the intern.
1: Mm. Mm. That's, it, it makes tons of sense in actuality, because you're in, in practice, employers are going, great awesome on the good job on the GPA. Mm -hmm. What
0: have you done?
1: What have you experienced? What have you added? What have you added value to an organization in? And I think that's, yeah, that's, that wouldn't have been what I had imagined, but it makes tons of sense. So, so how, so, so carry on the internship thought, like when should they, students start thinking about that? How do they go about that? How do you recommend they get started?
0: Yeah, I think that's the hard thing because how do you, as a, you know, whether you're, you know, again, 15 or 25, how do you get that first that first job? It's really, really challenging. So the first thing I would say is, if you're in high school, think more broadly about internships. So the number one thing I always recommend, especially if you're on the younger side, let's say, you know, middle school or early um, high school, is participate in the gig economy, create your own job. So find something you love. Um, if you, uh, if you love to sing, open up a YouTube channel. If you have a ton of clothes, have a Poshmark um, business. If you you know are great at guitar, do um, you know give lessons to people. Etsy, set up a shop. You want to combine your passion with something in the technical field whether it's a website, a YouTube channel, something. Because a couple things happen that way. One is you're learning how to, you're just tinkering and you're learning and that's really, it's great problem solving. Number two is that experience will help you land that first internship and also help you with other things. So my, my son, he flips shoes. He loves shoes. He bought and sold shoes. He was terrible at it when he mm-hmm. started, terrible mm-hmm. But over time, he tinkered. It was was a hobby, but he ended up making quite a bit of money. And when he went to interview for colleges or jobs, they did not ask him what his AP score was in biology. They asked him about that experience. So I think that is really, really, really important. The second thing I would say is if you want an internship, be willing to do an unpaid internship. If If you're able to, most students can get an internship if they're willing to um, do it for free. And I know we all have financial mm-hmm. commitments. So that may means you may have a 10-hour unpaid internship and you may have to work uh, retail or, you know, you know, what other, you know, full-time paying job. But that mm. experience, that first experience gets the second and it becomes a snowball effect.
1: Mm. Yeah, and as to our our previous conversation last time about compounding. That, that first seed planted that first relationship, that first and, and you've you've worked and, and had a wonderful career in this market. Lots of the ways that your current career is so beneficial and impactful to the community is stuff you did 10, 15, 20 years ago that maybe can be traced back to early internships or early relationships or a first boss or a mentor yeah. and so it can't be overstated how important that 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 effort to yep, I'm gonna show up, have a good attitude, even if you don't pay me, right. because it it, it matters it long does. term for sure. What are what what skills? So th- that's helpful. What skills are employers looking for when they start to say, "Cool, had an internship." What you what 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 types of components are they interested in from a skill perspective?
0: Yeah, no, I think that's a great question. If you go back to that huge survey of that three thousand uh, or so cohort. Um, the number one thing that keeps it's come it comes up every year is problem solving. So demonstrating that you're able to think critically and solve problems is number one. Mm. Number two is the ability to work in a team. And then number three is work ethic. Uh, and that is why some of these experience that we've talked about are really helpful in terms of, you know, mm. You can really demonstrate that. I also would say even in your in high school, if you're in a club, if you're helping to organize, whether it's a can drive or you're writing up for the paper, you are using skills that are in those areas. And the number one thing I would say to you is at the end of the year, sit down and jot down those things because I guarantee you one month, three months, certainly six months, you will have forgotten So building that, what we call an activities resume where you're actually talking about those things. It's really good. If you have questions, we do have a great um, college and career planner called, her name's Carly Scholl. Yeah, she's been on the podcast. Yeah, she's she's great. great. And she can walk you through and give you a template on an activities resume to help you. But if you don't do it while it's fresh, you'll, you'll forget.
1: That's great. You, you, not to name names here, but you have a group of interns frequently in this Mm -hmm. building, um. It's one thing to say, "Hey, was an intern at this place." It's a different thing to say, "Hey, the hiring manager at this place says this about me." Mm-hmm. What's the importance? Like, how do you, even within an intern cohort or group, like what 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 types of I love those traits. What else maybe starts to elevate or rise people to the surface around? I love your concept of like you know winning in life. Mm-hmm. How, how do how does some? What do you start to see?
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, I think what I look for, and it's the hardest thing, is is people who can advocate, take initiative. And I think that mm. is the real big challenge, is making the jump between work and school is really, really hard. And people who take initiative, who advocate, who go out of their way to... Um, you know, either drop me an email and let me know what they've learned or follow up with questions, and they do it in a very professional way. Um, It's pretty rare that students do that, and they do, but they, and so the ones that do, they do really tend to stand out.
1: Yeah, that's great. Uh, It helps, as I'm thinking, we had this interesting conversation with a colleague of mine. We were like, are we Gen X or I was like, no, I think we're all, Gen-. I think he and I are both Gen X. Um, and then we've, we've, we've talked at length in the workforce about the millennial generation. How about Gen Z? So when you're thinking about these younger adults that have kind of come up digital first, they, um, they, they value authenticity, vulnerability. They've side gigged when they're 12, right? I mean, like you, you've used some of these awesome examples. Um there's some data that shows like a the a, a gap or, or even this kind of need versus proficiency yeah. piece. Um, I want to, I want to hear you go into those waters cause I think it's really helpful.
0: Yeah, it's great. So, so generation Z, which I think loosely would be ages. I'm in a 13 to 24. So um, hopefully people who are listening to this, this podcast. So here's the great mm. thing about generation Z They literally are the most, I think they are poised to be the most powerful, most impactful generation in this nation's history. They have values that are very similar to our grandparents. They value, um, you know, tradition, and they're fiscally very smart. They don't um, spend a lot of time on flashy things. I mean, they're just a really, uh, they're, they're traditions, and they value equality, empathy, they are, like you said, tech savvy. They, uh, you know, give them $60 an in internet connection and they can change the world. <laughs> That's right. So they have these traits that are so profoundly different and amazing that will truly change our world. 100%.
1: Already where, is, yeah.
0: Where they, f- where the biggest gap is going, is, is making the, tr- where, where they are probably the least proficient of any generation is making the gap between school and work because it's so different. So school you're taught to basically memorize the facts and the recite yep. recite, you know, yep. recite the facts of the war of 1812. Yep. And you know, you get a specific grade, A, B, and C. Well, in the real world, none of that matters. And in fact, there's more than one way to answer the question. Number 2 is you're not being told what to do. You have to go figure it out. And so as we think about the gaps and again a lot of the data points to this is the number one thing where employers will say they care, they need, and where where this next generation is not equipped is professionalism and work ethic. And what, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's say work mm. ethic, I would say they don't know how to navigate how work gets done in corporate America. Mm. And mm. that is, that's the biggest, biggest challenge. And, and the way to address that is start early. So unpaid internships, start getting comfortable, getting uncomfortable. Um, Those are some things that you have to start figuring out because when you do have a real full-time job, if you don't know those, it's going to be really um, hard for you to be effective.
1: Yeah. And I think macro, right? Not specific to any any industry or business in Kansas City, but macro, you've got this, yeah, 13 to 24, super smart, big hearted, caring, empathetic, talented, and like- they don't really want to work from nine to five. Period. Right? They might want to work from seven a.m. to nine, and then take the dog on the walk, and then go work out at the gym, and then work till two in the morning with their hood. Right? Like, and, and we we at our at our agency, we've got um, wonderfully talented people who are like, and we want to do our work at night, or we want to do our work on the weekends. And so I think there's this like interesting kind of soup being boiled in in our country's uh, economy, going like, hey, how do you, how do you how do you bring the best parts of Gen Z into a system that that on, on lots of levels is really helpful and on sometimes maybe needs to be disrupted a bit? And I think it's interesting how, how you guys are, are having conversations like that here. Um, when it comes to new college grads, what are their biggest regrets? I don't know if that sounds too yeah. dramatic, but if if they, you know, you get... Five, ten, fifteen years into a career, and you trace it back to that first internship or first step. What are some maybe warning signs or 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 ways we could help folks avoid some of the pitfalls?
0: Yeah, I I mean honestly, when we we actually have surveyed college uh, um, students who are getting ready to graduate college, and we've asked them what's their biggest regret as it relates to careers, and the number one thing they say is they wish they would have started the process yeah, sooner. That's right, and I think that is the real message for anyone who's whether you're again 15 or 25 you have to start building those muscles around careers it's very different you just can't you know in our generation you could stick your head in the sand graduate from college have a diploma and get a job that is not necessarily the case I mean you can get a job out of college but it's not just about a job it's finding the thing that what you said that fills your fuels your passion, that is your dream, that you know will help you live. And you know, we work so much, you should love what you do most right. days. And if you don't start actively, practically, thinking about those things early, then you your likelihood to not, you know, you might stumble upon success, but it's gonna be a lot harder. Mm.
1: Your practical comment is a great segue. If put put us in kind of high school freshmen to, you know, freshman or sophomore in college type of a mindset, what should they practically start doing? Yeah. What, what's like step by step? What do we what do we what would we instruct them to do?
0: Yeah, let me. I'll, I'll three things. One is I would start uh, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. So if you go back to what I said earlier, more than likely. A person in high school today will go after a job that hasn't been invented yet. You have to start building the muscle to get uncomfortable. It's really hard to do that in school because we have a scorecard, which is grades. So you can't just take a class and whiff it and, you know, not do well. That's just not how our current, you know, system works. So use the what we talked about before. Participate in the gig economy. Go on... Find a passion, go online, start learning things on something you love. Start getting out of your comfort zone in ways that are practical. That's number one. Number two is, I would say, uh, get a, start building your digital um, footprint. So I would 100% recommend that you start your linkedin it's funny i have so many parents who say well they're too young if you were to look at there are a lot of high school seniors who have better linkedin um, profiles than you know my peers it is your digital footprint so i would 100 by the time you graduate high school i would recommend that you have a linkedin and there's a lot of really good reasons for that we don't have a lot of time but it's your digital footprint, and you can you can really um, start the process. Mm. The third thing sure. I would say is, and this is probably the most important thing is, and it connects to LinkedIn is start networking. So being a student is a it, it legitimately is a superpower. You can literally have a conversation with anyone in the city. Um, I, I'll just say for me, oh, I for sure. get inundated. I probably have a hundred requests every week of people who want to either Lincoln meet me for coffee, talk pick to me, brain. For, pick my brain, <laughs> what <when> have you.
1: <laughs> like no, I'm good. I don't and want my brain. It's to not
0: be big. that I don't want. Yeah, it's not <laughs> that. You know, it's just that I'm. You're so limited on yes. time yes. that if I know someone, I might, but typically I I I won't, or I'll push it out. But I have never turned down a student. Mm. And I think most of my peers would say the same. When you're a student and you have an interest in something, more than likely someone's going to actually meet with you. So that is why, and they're most likely to link in with you. So I've never turned down an, a LinkedIn request from a student. Um, if you're older, you know, or if, you're, if I don't know you, I, I I'll probably be a little bit more selective. So I think it's this amazing opportunity to really, I think, you know, I'll end with this as it relates to the tips. If you, if you change your view around networking, it's not about trying to get a job. It's about learning and being curious about what other people do so you can in turn understand whether that's something you'd be interested in. If you think about it in that way and the fact that you can literally talk to anyone, it is an incredible opportunity. And the day that you graduate and the day that you become an employee – that superpower you can put your cape away and throw it in the closet because it isn't it's gone it's a magic time that you should take advantage of
1: that's beautiful i've never heard it said that way and i really like it because it's so true with when you're in that season of life professionals want to help because we're all in that spot we're all in the spot of unknown and uncertain and where do i go and what's interesting to me and what do i want to be when i grow up and, and most of us at this stage are like, we're trying to figure that out too. Yeah. And so we want to help you on your journey. And I think that's well said. And I think about a couple college students in particular who have been very active on LinkedIn. And it's so rare because you don't, you don't see it as much. And they like, they're, in, in my opinion, like cream of the crop, right? Because they're, right. they're adding value. They're sharing thoughtful pieces. They're connecting to real humans. And back to the Gen Z piece, Gen Z is built for connection. They, they're built for, like, this global digital connection. And it's not – networking isn't this, like, you know, go to go to a weird room at a hotel ballroom and have bad coffee anymore. Like, networking is adding value in, in digital relationships and, and building um, true and authentic and transparent relationships. So I think that's really helpful. I'm really grateful for the way you phrase, frame that up. Um, okay, so round us out. We could talk about this a long time. Um, but if you could summarize yeah. this really – cool and helpful conversation with three big takeaways, what would you, what would you recommend?
0: I would say that any young person listening in, you know, you have the power and the potential to literally do anything. And it's your responsibility to go after and figure that out. And luckily for you, there are so many ways to do that. So start by getting comfortable, getting uncomfortable, know that whether you're out there, on LinkedIn posting something that makes you nervous or you send an email to someone to try to network them and they don't respond feeling comfortable being uncomfortable and following up over and over again until they do meet with you that is probably the most important thing the second thing is think about work as important as your college so obviously you need to get good grades you should pursue a major, be proud of the university you're going to or the technical school or if you're working. But make sure that part of that college experience includes some relevant work experience. And that can be, you know, within an organization, it could be through a side hustle, and it can be through unpaid internships. Those are the things that employers will look for and that you more often than not will be talking about. And then finally take advantage of this short window of time where you can literally talk to anyone about anything and be curious be authentic be thankful and grateful for those conversations and i promise you those relationships you build today will yield dividends not only in teaching you and helping you become you know great you know steering you on your career path but there'll be future mentors that you'll look to over and over again. Um, And that to me is, those are are the key elements to find what you want to do with the rest of your life.
1: Wonderfully said. Deeply grateful. Thank you for sharing your time and your wisdom again with us. We'll have to do it again. Thanks. Well, thanks for having me. (laughs) Anita Newton, thank you for your time. And thank you all for listening to Another edition of the Community Conversation presented by Community America Credit Union, where we are on a mission to help you achieve your financial peace of mind. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by Community America Credit Union. This recording is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not intended to replace the advice of a loan representative or financial advisor. The examples provided are for illustration purposes only and may not apply to your situation. Since every situation is different, we recommend speaking to a loan representative or financial advisor regarding your specific needs. All loans are subject to approval. You may also want to contact your tax advisor for additional tax implications. Any reference to third-party websites are provided for information purposes only and are not endorsed by Community America. Community America is an equal housing lender. Please visit communityamerica.com to learn more about how we can assist you in achieving your financial peace of mind.